G'day. I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly. I'm Alice Zhao. And I'm Curtis Herbert. This is Independence, a show where I'm going to take you on a bit of a mind journey. Oh, God, here he goes again. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that you're walking through a park, and it's a lovely park. Lots of green, some, some birds chirping and fluttering about, and maybe some bunnies. And uh, they're just sort of frolicking in the grass. And there's flowers and maybe a rainbow. And then out of nowhere, a plane engine falls out of the sky and crushes you. <laughs> Did the plane engine have App Store review on the side of it? <laughs> <laughs> too soon, Curtis. Aww. Too soon. <laughs> we got dark jelly today. <laughs> uh, yeah, dark jelly. It's, uh, it's evil jelly. Morbid jelly. I want to talk today a little bit about death really honestly because we got a an email a little while ago and we responded to all of the to to this but i thought it was appropriate for a topic especially after curtis you were tweeting about a talk that was at at femtoconf yeah it was uh which actually didn't actually have much to do with death uh we're kind of taking that in a different direction there uh but it was an interesting talk from a lady who works at a firm that brokers deals for startups uh if you're trying to sell your business essentially and she was going over the kind of things that they look at um and one of the bullet points she was talking about was no single point of failure and that is often us as independence. Yeah. And we kind of pivot there to death. Yes. <laughs> because the single point of failure is our very vulnerable, squishy bodies. <laughs> as indies, it's important to think about what's going to happen after you cark it. Because it's a thing that's going to happen eventually at some point, And it could happen any time. Because that's, it's, this is that sort of show. <laughs> this is that sort of podcast episode. So I just want to talk about like how we are prepared for that and whether you're prepared for that and what we can do to be prepared for not necessarily being in the picture for our various businesses, you know. I guess the start, the, the first question is, what do you want to happen if you're not in the picture with your particular businesses? Since we've always talked about it being a lifestyle business, I imagined, like, it's money that comes in forever, right? And so I would think, well, I'm not, it's not a total single point of failure because there's two of us. Yep. Cheater. Yeah. So I, I sort of have the upper hand as long as there's, both of us don't die at the same time. But we haven't had that conversation, to be honest. So I'm a little nervous. Do you, do you feel like it's a conversation that needs to happen? <laughs> I don't know. That I mean, that's a good question because I don't, you, you never know. You never know what would happen. You don't, you don't know how the other person would react. I would think that he would do the right thing. I imagine he imagines that I would do the right thing. Yeah. But to be also, to be honest, he holds the money because it's under his account. I see how it is. Yeah. So I'm at his mercy. Now everybody knows. <laughs> well, what's the right thing in that in your case? Or would you hope that he would continue to send checks to your loved ones that are left trying to fend? Because, I mean, you're married. You're supporting yeah. part of your household. Yeah. Like, you're bringing in income. So if you were to perish... I would assume you would hope that if this is a lifestyle business and it's just recurring revenue over time, that it could continue to support your family even without your presence there? Yeah, that's the idea. Okay. I, I, but I I would think that depending on how much work needs to be done to continue it, it can't be the same amount forever. And it, yeah. No. Yeah, you don't get 50% equity like forever. Right. Yeah. So those types of terms, I'm not really sure. But so you'd basically want it to live on and to... Hopefully yeah, because to support it supports two people. 
I mean, yeah. uh, Yano as well. So he, I would imagine he'd want to continue as well. I don't know if he's going to be able to find anyone as amazing as me. But let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I don't know. Um, so in that email, I joked that if I die, I'm taking slopes down with me. But as it continues to grow, like I'm considering hiring an Android engineer. I feel like I've been saying that for months. You know, I'm looking at supporting other contractors. Who knows? Maybe I'll have an employee. That picture might be changing for me. And that I might have a different answer than I would have a year ago. And I might have a different answer a year from now. Mm. Just because my business is changing so dramatically. Right now, it's still just me with some part-time help here and there. And at that point, if it goes down, that's a shame. My intentions would be to hand it over to one of my friends that I think could manage it hopefully i don't know but of course i haven't told them that (laughs) (laughs) so best laid plans best laid plans so that one day they just get an email curtis is dead also here's slopes yes (laughs) good luck (laughs) good luck by the by the way they're an android user so really good luck with that (laughs) also please answer these customer service emails (laughs) yes but here's a lady you can pay to continue to do tier one support for you, at least, or you get up to speed. Well, one of the nice things, I guess, about going down that path of sort of moving away from being just you and moving into being sort of more of a traditional business of having other employees is that eventually you'll just move beyond the point of like this fact that you're the single point of failure and suddenly you'll have diversified that <laughs> that problem. In theory, yeah. I still think the point that she was trying to make in her talk applies to even small businesses where you can have a founder who has a lot of domain knowledge about the company itself. Yeah. And even though I might diversify out, you know, customer support, some help with growth, the Android platform, some other things, you know, that I'm still largely the single point of failure in a lot of ways. And that's what they were really trying to hit home with their talk. So it it is helping in some ways, but I think that there's still a lot to be done. So I'm not really super sure that I care that much about GIF wrap continuing after I die. Do you you care about the GIFs played at your eulogy? I care about (laughs) the fact that people pronounce it correctly in my eulogy. (laughs) I think part of the thing is is that I'm not sure that my wife has any sort of interest in taking over mm-hmm. GIFRAPT because she's not a developer in any way. So that puts her on a back foot as far as like do, like doing anything with it. There is the potential that she could then palm that off and then she would be that sort of go-between of like, Jelly's dead, here is GIFRAPT. But I, I don't know. I, I guess I feel like I, I feel like GIFRAPT is so much a part of me at this point in time mm-hmm. that handing it off to somebody else is sort of questionable and it's not that i wouldn't consider doing so if i was alive and obviously if i'm dead i don't really have a choice in that matter it's not that i wouldn't be uh open to doing so if it was a necessary thing but i'm not sure that it's going to outlive me anyway like that's that's a whole other question but i mean i I mean ideally it would it would continue on and then somebody would take it over and but i i have my doubts as to whether that would be something that would be beneficial for them Unlike slopes, it's not bringing in the uh, the mad cash, so it's like it it's it's really one of those things where it's sort of just more of a drain on whoever ends up taking it over than a, like than a benefit. And I do it because I enjoy it. I do it because I love it. But whoever is going to be available to take it on won't, might not necessarily have that. So yeah, it's a it's a hard question to answer that one, even though it's simple. Yeah. But even either way, regardless of what you decide. You've, you you th- you feel like you want out of that. There's stuff that kind of needs to be 
done, right? Like me as a person is capable of dying, but my business has like bank accounts and credit cards and stuff like that. So I need to be able to make sure that people can access my stuff and like get rid of it if necessary or like, you know, continue it on like because they need access to do that as well. Yeah. To like basically take the appropriate actions, I guess. So I guess my question is, is what can what can we do to ensure that things can be transferred from us, our corpses, to uh, to somebody that is still around. So someone can loot your corpse and take <laughs> gift wrapped off your dead body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in Hopefully, your hand. there's no loot lag. <laughs> well, I think there's for me there's two separate classes of things. One is the legal, and then the other is the technical yeah. or the domain knowledge. And like the legal, I'm sure it's probably different in Australia versus the U.S. and all that kind of stuff. So we can't speak specifically, but I would be worried about who legally has access to this. Like I can say best intentions, hey, Mike, you get access to this code base and you get to run the business, but legally that might not just transfer. So you probably need a lawyer involved, I would assume, would be kind of step one there to figure out how to transfer that, assuming it's not just transferring to your spouse who happens to get your entire estate because you're married. Yeah. And then you have to worry about, and this is the the biggie for me, where I think all of us are probably lacking, is the domain knowledge transfer and that's kind of what started that tweet that i made because i'm trying to figure out right now how to tackle how do i document slopes you know as indies that's not something that we're necessarily good at you know that's so low down the priority because those are notes we might keep for ourselves maybe but there's so much we need to capture about like what is our server architecture where is everything hosted why did we make those choices? You know, what is the bankroll setup? What do we need to worry about for finances? How did you design this REST API? Like there's so much stuff that we just take for granted that we know about our apps as they grow. And someone coming in, you can be like, oh yeah, it's an iOS app. It's easy to figure out. But no, there's a lot there. And that I think beyond the legal one is really the one that I'm trying to figure out and where I'm absolutely lacking right now, to be clear. Like, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, good luck. Uh, someone's going to have to hack my password manager somehow and get to... At, at least I have a password manager. I'm starting there. <laughs> you can transfer that over. Give someone your master password and then say good luck. That can be your master password. Good luck. <laughs> I just got really nervous because I'm like, well, like I said, Yano kind of holds all the reins in a way where he set up the server. He set up like this, this and that. And I'm like... I don't, I don't even have a password there. I don't, I don't even know how to fix, like I, for him to even reset the database for our website, like he has to do it. I don't, I don't, I used to have, I think I used to have access to it. And now since we switched to Linode, we just, I'm like, that's okay. I don't want to deal with it. And now I'm like, oh no, what do I do? (laughs) I mean, in some ways I'm like, oh, it's actually easier to replace me because I just come up with random ideas all the time and I reach out to people and I write emails. <laughs> you can be replaced by a random number generator. <laughs> or a kid with some watcolor paint. Yeah, well, yeah, same thing. That's exactly the same thing. So maybe I'm, I am more replaceable. But, but now I'm just like, oh, shoot, I really don't know. And I... I and I, you know, as much as like I'm freaking out now, I know by tomorrow I'll be like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because my husband and I were always like, every time we go on a trip, we're like, maybe we should write some type of quick living will, and then we don't. So <laughs> that's that's how serious we take it. So 
yeah give it i'll give it a day and i'll stop panicking about it (laughs) well it is interesting though that you're kind of on the other side of this conversation in some ways because you need to worry how to continue your business if your business partner were to perish yeah which is kind of what we're talking about but you're on the receiving end of that knowledge of everything that you need to learn of those passwords you need to manage uh legal if it's all under his name how to get that like you're very much in this situation that the people that we would want to be yeah giving our apps to would be in yeah i I mean, I, I, I sort of feel like Yano. Hi, Yano. I, I, I feel a bit like the Yano side of that equation because the person who's going to get access to gift wrapped is Mel. And she like she's not technical in that way. Mm. Like she she's not a developer. She doesn't know about like iOS development or anything like that. So regardless, like she's gonna have to do something. And I feel like if she decided that she wanted gift wrapped to continue, like to continue my legacy or some something like that like there's the possibility that she could farm that stuff out so like you know i I can at least kind of assume that whoever is going to be reading most of that sort of documentation of you know this is why i did this thing or whatever they they're going to be able to at least start from a from a point of yes i i understand what is what like swift is and like how to write that Mm mm-hmm but it is still a difficult thing because I don't even know, like, I don't even know where you would start. And then even if you do write down a bunch of stuff, what if stuff changes? Like, yeah. And not even changes because you want it to change, but changes because, like, the business mm. that you rely on goes out of, like, you know, it goes away. And so then you had to replace it and you didn't manage to get time to update your thing. And then, like... Well, yeah, and that's I think that's why we as Indies can kind of struggle with this stuff because it is a drag on our productivity to keep essentially this knowledge base up to date that is just us. And in some ways, writing this stuff down is good. Like, I keep notes. I use the Notes app and use the Apple Pencil a lot when I'm trying to plan out a feature and talk about the pros and cons and figure out the API and stuff like that. Like, I'm starting to get a little bit better about keeping in notes and taking them as I'm planning out features. So I have a small archive there. And that's easy to do when it's like, I need to get this stuff out on paper and I need to start brainstorming this. That's a very natural habit. But I think where we don't eat our vegetables is when I just make a decision to, you know, okay, I'm going to move to Redis for my job queue processing or something like that. Like that, like you're saying, would be something that we'd have to update our knowledge base for. And that's extra work for all these different steps. And that just can feel daunting and useless because what are the odds that I'm going to die before Slopes dies? I mean, there is a good chance something happens with App Store economy. Who knows? Apps die all the time. And you're kind of racing at that point. Um, So it's like, do you want to add all that extra drag on your business? Or am I really planning on Slopes being a 60-year business and outliving me? Like, that's that's kind of the trade-off that you're looking at there. And it's easy to cut corners as a result. There there are two sort of aspects to this. Obviously, there's the, you know, you suddenly die and then, like, or you're suddenly unable to work on it. And so, like, it's just left in the lurch and there's no, like, things haven't progressed and... I mean, odds are, it, it, like, if you haven't done anything, it's going to peter out. And and I would hope that at least, at the very least, you should make sure that, like, details for accessing bank accounts and stuff like that is, like, left with, you know, left in some place that, you know, that somebody can deal with that. Because, you yeah, know, that uh, sounds like a very good idea. I should yeah, probably. Yeah, that's <laughs> a pretty good idea. That that's like that's like that's like the the very least thing. Like, make sure that people have access to bank accounts and superannuation and things like like life insurance and stuff. Because obviously, 
but then there's like there's the aspect of like what happens if you like die of old age like and you just sort of like life goes as it is intended and is your business the sort of thing that's going to last like just last through that entire time and like therefore when you retire the business you just shut the business down or whatever or is that something that you're going to grow and grow and grow until like eventually when you do like retire or whatever that you just sort of leave the business and the business just keeps on chugging. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like with software, we're still in a very new domain here. You look at companies that we idealize, Panic, uh, different ones on the Mac, You know, they've been around for a decade and a half. Maybe some of them are pushing two decades, but they're still very young businesses in the grand scheme. When you used to have generational businesses, you know, you hand down the farm, you hand down the bakery. Yeah. And I think that... It was easier, maybe it was easier back in the day uh, with those kind of smaller businesses because maybe your son or daughter would apprentice with you and learn the family business and learning the family business was very much a thing. But I feel like that just feels different with software. I don't know. It feels like we're kind of in a new domain of uh, things to worry about, especially because things move so fast. Yeah. You know, what what worked a year ago doesn't work now. Like it's mm-hmm. it just feels very different. It's a new problem, I think, in some ways. Yeah, the old practice the old practice of like handing it down to your kids, it it's sort of made more sense. Like I think it's a time thing as well, like a time period thing. It does happen, but people don't necessarily hand down farms and like butcher shops and stuff to their kids. Like it obviously as it's much. a thing. It's yeah. it, it is still a thing. Like, I totally expect that my kid is going to have different expectations as to what they want to do for their living than what I'm doing for my living. Yeah. It's very possible that they decide that they want to go in the same direction. But that doesn't mean, like, that that's a given or that, like, and that's a fairly common thing now. But even if they do, you know the conversation is going to be, Dad, do you really expect me to program Objective-C? Nobody's used this for 20 years. <laughs> I code in Swift. What are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I have to update my code every year. Honestly, I never thought I would even pass anything down. We always joke about the second they go to college, we're selling the house and we're just going to move to another country and just chill. Um, so I'm not even handing it down. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking it down with you. Yeah. <laughs> Burn it all down. Yeah, and I think. You know, with Alice, you're saying, you know, you might not pass this down or you might just take it all with you uh, and go live somewhere, which is the, of course, indie dream. (laughs) I do think the idea of like we're talking about passing it down from a business standpoint, which presents its own challenges. Like I said, the legal side of things, generally speaking, is the big uh, difference there between uh, what do you do when your spouse dies in this digital era? I think that what we're talking about here, how to hand over the reins of the business, um, especially with the lack of the old practice of teaching our offspring how the business works over a period of a decade, the idea of handing over your digital life to somebody else is still a very complicated and new topic that we don't see a lot of solutions for. We're starting to see some new ones. So, for example, uh, you know, one great thing we can do is have our passwords documented somewhere so that if Yano's out of the picture, you can at least get to that new Linode server that he set up because you have those new passwords. Uh, so, for example, I use one password and you can have a recovery password printed out as part of uh, as a backup that you can put in a safe or somewhere else that whoever you want to hand it over to could do that. So you could have a one password vault specific to your business or your app. 
which is what I have set up. So then the idea would be that like, okay, you can just transfer that one password vault over to somebody else. And now they kind of have the keys to your digital domain. You still have to tell them where everything is, but at least they have the keys to get in the door. Well, that's smart using that. Yeah. I love the fact that you can split out and have multiple vaults. So like we're starting to see some solutions there, but I think that, you know, what we're talking about is kind of a, a part of the larger puzzle of transferring digital lives. And I think there's still a lot of conversation to be had there and a lot of solutions we haven't figured out because really a lot of this technology is new and there haven't been, I think, a ton of people passing on that had this huge digital life like we do who grew up with this technology Mm. have to worry about. And I think as our generation gets closer to needing that, this is going to be more and more of a topic. So as we're talking about how to pass on our businesses, we're kind of solving these problems before the rest of society is having to solve them in some ways. Go us. Yes, we're the trailblazers. Go Indies. (laughs) Uh, Which makes it hard. It makes it really hard. And it adds a lot of extra work for us and our businesses. But in some ways, it's, I don't know, kind of an interesting problem to solve um, because, you know, we're talking about solving a problem that society is going to have to solve in a couple decades. So you've mentioned, obviously, like having passwords and stuff like that. One of the things that uh, that I've tried to do, and not necessarily just because of this this reason of like making it available to and accessible to somebody else after I'm gone. One of the things I've tried to do is make sure that my bank accounts related to business related stuff is separate from my personal stuff. Yes. Because if it's mixed in with my personal stuff, that that's even more work for whoever is left behind to uh to you know to try and uncover everything and sort of pull it all apart to make it you know to make it separate. The the fact that I've got separate bank accounts and uh you know a specific credit card for for the business and stuff means that like all of the money goes in there and then like like that's the central repository for all that sort of stuff. And then all I would need to do is to make sure that that stuff gets transferred is that like they would just have to be like transferred the way that bank accounts are, presumably. Like I don't 100% know how that works, but there's <laughs> definitely going to be information on said bank's website. Uh, <laughs> in theory. But it's a lot easier to do that either way, regardless of how much information, like you can get somebody to help with that figuring out what the personal stuff is and the business-related stuff from just one account is going to be much, much harder. Yeah, I think we covered that back when we did Indie Finances towards the beginning of this show. Is like, you know, that's kind of... Indie 101 is set up a separate bank account for all this. And in the States, set up a separate legal entity like an LLC. Um, so they're not intertwined with your personal finances. Which, speaking as Apple developers, I don't know if you two have this problem... Um, I still use my primary Apple ID as my developer account, and that's very much tied to me and my email address. I haven't set up a separate one for slopes, um, and I don't want to have to go through the hassle of transferring it to a new Apple ID. Mm. But just stuff like that is going to come back and bite us. That's true. So, like, I have a separate bank account like you do, Jelly. I have a separate credit card. You know, everything's separate. I pay myself paychecks. But in the States, when you have an LLC, it's tied to, uh, depending on if you do S-Corp or sole proprietary or LLC, all that kind of stuff but the traditional way the simple way is to just have it as a pass-through to your own personal self and so i don't know what the process is at that point to like divorce that entity from you as a person and marry it to somebody else as a person because it is still tied directly to you in many ways even though it is its own entity yeah so like i don't know like there's probably a process there like 
But the important thing is, if you have things separate, at least at that point, you have a clear delineation of what to pull apart. Yeah, exactly. And it really it doesn't come down to, like, you, you're not the one that has to worry so much about how do I transfer this bank account to some other person that isn't, like, my spouse or whatever. Yeah, it belongs to the entity. Or even more so, like, how do they get access to that? Because they've got to then prove that they are supposed to have access to that. So mm. that's part of what you need to do to make that happen. Like, that's part of having those separate things. Like, it's not so, that's not so much your, the thing that you have to worry about. Because the bank that you're with or whatever, they'll figure it out. Like, you know, I, I have a reasonable amount of faith that, that like that they are capable of figuring that stuff out. And Oh, you must have wonderful banks down there. Yeah. I'm just assuming mine's going to keep all my money unless I have exactly. like 30 notarized pieces of paper saying like it goes to this person. They'll just be like, oh, sorry, you forgot to cross that T. Uh, we keep the money now. <laughs> <laughs> Little maniacal monocle laugh. Yeah. Well, I guess I. I mean, I guess I'm. I'm in a lucky uh, position in that. In that way, in that like, when I die, it's going to go to my wife, presumably, and if not mm. her, then my forthcoming kid, who is not going to be able to do anything with it at this point in time. So, <laughs> don't expect any updates to gift wrapped immediately after I die. If I die in the next few months, uh, <laughs> just just got to put that out there. Ten years. I'll give it ten. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they could be coding by the time that they're, you know, eight. Your kid's going to be amazing. Given, given that, you know, the right circumstances. Oh, it just starts younger and younger nowadays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I have a fun question that just popped into my head. How long do you think, regardless of who you want your app to get, let's just say tomorrow you're hit by a bus. How long is your app going to continue to run for left untouched? Let's say somehow the bills magically get paid. I would give it at least a few years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of server infrastructure. That is going to be the key part, I think. If my servers fell over for some particular reason, GIFRAP could continue to run Mm -hmm. because any of the server components that that are provided, they're not required. But I definitely think it could run for a few years. Uh, Whether or not people would be even interested in it for a few years is another question. Like... I don't know. I, I I feel like we are we are in a state where gifts are very important in like society and stuff, but that's not always going to be the case. So eventually, that's probably going to go away. Well, I I would give it ten. I'd give it ten years. Yeah. I reckon. You think ten years? Yeah, I reckon ten years. It would run without any tu- without anybody touching it. A pretty it. good run, Alice. Let's assume you get Gus Plus Plus out the door before you die. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not even assuming that because literally we have not touched our code like seriously in a really long time and it's it's kind of plateaued stayed the same you know it we haven't done much to it in marketing not a whole lot um so i think until the apple's like we're done with you um you violated new guidelines (laughs) (laughs) well so here's the fun part if you pass away you're not submitting updates so you don't ever get flagged by app review No more rejections. No, but then... um, Only in death can you get escape from actual (laughs) rejections. They'll probably have their own, like, it's it's 10 years old, you haven't touched it, we're just going to retire you. It'll it'll be something more like that. (laughs) So I have uh, my business credit card on autopay. All my money goes into... (laughs) All my Slopes money goes into the Slopes business account. 
and uh, the credit card pulls from there automatically. All my bills go on the credit card of the bank account. So like financially, it'll just kind of keep building up money in this bank account that nobody has access to until the bank claims it is theirs and laughs. <laughs> from a technical standpoint, slopes can run without the servers. Sync won't work, all that kind of stuff, but it's meant to work offline because skiing. So I think really it would come down to, from a technical standpoint, how long until Apple does something like the 64-bit transition again, where all of a sudden all the 32-bit apps don't work. I don't see 128-bit on the horizon anytime soon. It took us forever to go from 32 to 64. So that probably won't kill me. They tend to just prevent updates to apps that don't include the new features like new screen resolutions. So I don't see them pruning them unless they still have that team going that's looking for like old cruddy apps that they're trying to like remove from the store if they're dead. Um, But one of my competitors hasn't updated in a year and a half at this point and people are starting to abandon them. Um, So that kind of gives me some indication on how long I might last a year and a half, a year or so uh, without updates. And people are like, Hey, what's going on? Maybe we should find something new. But yeah, I don't know. I think I'd at least last another five years. It'll lose steam after a year or two, definitely. And oh, just yeah, start to plumb absolutely. It. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think I have a year or two of like, if I just died, it's going to keep growing for a year or two at this point. Like just word of mouth. It's yeah. it's still on the upswing. So I think like if I just died, it would continue <laughs> to grow for a while um, and then just plummet into a tree like I did snowboarding <laughs> and just come to an abrupt stop. I'm trying to get my mind out of the super dark place. <laughs> you guys are the worst. Yeah. Dear listeners, we promise that Jelly will not be in charge of the next episode. <laughs> so it'll be happier. The next episode is going to be about <laughs> actual rainbows and fluffy bunnies. I, I we, will, we will pull back the curtain a little bit and be fair. Jelly just got a bullshit app review rejection this morning. So we can forgive his dark place. I'm having a bad day. So I'm just bringing everybody <laughs> down with me. And on, and on that bombshell, uh, if you would like to send us an email. And please cheer Jelly up. Send him some happy emails <laughs> yes, with your please. favorite gifts. If you would like to do that, you can send an email to hello at independence.fm. Uh, or you can jump on our website, which is independence.fm. You can also jump on Twitter and twitter at us your young child just turned over in the wound and kicked <laughs> mel and said just a cringe that's not how you say it <laughs> dad you're so uncool <laughs> you can twitter at us on the twitters i am jelly bean soup i'm eat a duck i must and i am parrots the plural of the bird and that's it for this episode thank you all for listening and bearing with us through this horrifying <laughs> horrifying ordeal We look forward to talking to you again in a couple more weeks. And until then, goodbye.